So what's the purpose? It's a question I've always been curious about. What's the purpose? You know, um, I can remember as a kid in school. All right, so you kids, you're in school, some of you guys. And um, I remember declaring countless times, what is the purpose when it comes to this homework? Right? And and, and, uh, I'm thinking like subjects like algebra, geometry. I'm asking myself, why do I need to know this? What's the purpose? And, and, and for the teachers that said you'll, you, you won't always have a calculator in your pocket, you're wrong. Or an encyclopedia for that matter. Uh, but now, now compare my math classes with the catering class I took as an elective in high school. All right? Now here's the, here's the down low on why people took catering. Because you got to bake a lot of food and cook, and then you got to eat it. And I like to eat. So the purpose was very clear for, for a catering class. Like, I, uh, I like to eat. I loved it. I understood the purpose. And, and, uh, and, and truthfully, I still like to cook today, right? Because I like to eat. So, so if I didn't understand the purpose, you know, I, truthfully, and <clears throat> this is probably true for most of us about a lot of areas in our life, that uh, we have a hard time caring about a subject or uh, engaging with it if we don't know why. Now, I can see a direct correlation in, in um, how I did in certain subjects and, uh, in college and high school with how much I cared about it. Now, now that I'm older, okay, I, I will say I see the purposes behind a lot of things I didn't understand then. I mean, things like algebra or, or geometry, and um, now my kids are getting in a little bit bigger math, and I'm like, uh-oh, uh, now I see a purpose. But, but you know, uh, I wish I had paid more attention. I wish I had cared more. I wish I had known the purpose behind it. Now, it's not just about classes and subjects, is it? It's also, for us, it's about life. It's about uh, us trying to see God's purpose in our life. And it's about, uh, if, we don't see, if we don't see a purpose for our life, you know what happens is we stop caring, uh, much like we do in school. Now, if you're a believer, I believe that you probably want to step into God's purpose for your life. And maybe you're a believer and you have no idea what that is, okay? Uh, but we also refer to this as God's will. What is God's will for my life? What is God's plan for my life? What is God's purpose for my life, right? And, and what we say around here is we want God to work in us so he'll work through us. Now, maybe you're not a believer yet, and, and you still want to know, you still want to have some sense of purpose, don't you? Not just in your grand scheme of your life, but in your day-to-day life, you need to know why. Now, when we don't step into our God-given purpose uh, for our lives, you know, it looks a, lot, a whole lot like we're spinning our tires in, in mud. We can't get any traction. We feel stuck. And, and maybe that's where you have felt uh, before in your life. Maybe that's where you feel now. And, and that's what we're going to talk about today as we continue our series, Wrestling with God, WWG, not to be confused with WWE, right? I'm here all day, guys. <clears throat> But, you know, wrestling is this metaphor, right, that we, that we use in all areas of life where, where there's a struggle. We wrestle with something. It's a temptation. We wrestle with an idea. We wrestle with a person, right? And, and the, the idea of a struggle or wrestling is this going back and forth uh, uh, with someone or something. And, and the cool thing is this. We see this concept a lot in the scriptures, 
where there's real people in the scriptures who faced real struggles and they really wrestled over them with God. And, and maybe you've been wrestling with God before and, and you struggle to make sense of it all. And, and so that's what we're talking about today. Last week, we looked at this guy named Jacob who metaphorically wrestled and both physically wrestled with God. And, and uh, today we're looking at this guy, another guy who wrestled, and um, his name is Moses. So you've probably heard of this guy, Moses, before. And Moses, he duked it out with God. Like Moses, one of the heroes of our faith. Like the great deliverer of the Hebrew people who, who set the, uh, the people free from Egyptian slavery. The, the one that God did mighty works and uh, uh, wonders through. The great leader who led massive amounts of people. The great lawgiver. Uh, you know, we call the first five books of our Bible the books of Moses. And before all that, he wrestled with God. And so you probably heard of Moses, you know, he, and, uh, real quick. Uh, uh, he was born a Hebrew, a Jew under Egyptian oppression and slavery. Um, however, through a, t- a, a crazy divine set of circumstances, he, he grew up as an Egyptian. All right. And at 40 years old, uh, Moses flees Egypt to a place called Midian, okay? Boondocks, okay? Because of some issues and, and that, he, uh, that he had to run from, and he really never looks back to Egypt. Until one day, he's out tending his father-in-law's sheep, and, and he sees something. It's a bush that, that's engulfed in flames. It's burning. It's on fire. But except for the bush itself isn't burning up. And so, so he's intrigued. He goes to check it out, and then God calls to him uh, through the bush, right? Moses, no doubt sounding like Morgan Freeman or James Earl Jones. But then God calls to him through the bush, Moses. So what was God's purpose for Moses? This God appearance, this burning bush moment in Moses' life eventually leads to God saying to Moses, I want you to go to Egypt, you know, the place you ran from decades ago. And I want you to free the massive amounts of my people that are enslaved in Egypt. Yeah, I want you to go to the most powerful man on earth and demand that he let all his slaves go. Easy peasy, right? Now, a long time has passed since Moses has been, since his Egypt days, and, and, it, and this was the place that, that Moses ran away from anyway. So, like, and so you want me to do what, God? Say what? And it almost starts, you can almost hear it say, let's get ready to rumble. And Moses is like, he's ready to go with God because he hears and he sees this thing and but Exodus, here's this response, Exodus 3.11. But Moses protested to God. Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel, the people of Israel out of Egypt? And so Moses, man, like you think that like at first glance he would have been honored by this. You, but things didn't exactly go like, like uh, what we would expect. He didn't jump at the opportunity that God gave him. He, instead, he felt inadequate, that he wasn't enough, that he didn't have what it takes. He said, I don't, I don't understand. And God's basically like, hey, I'll be with you. And, and so then you see a few verses later, Exodus 3.13, then Moses protested. If I go to my people of Israel, the people of Israel, and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? So he protests again. 
He's wrestling with God. He cited ignorance this time, but, 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 and he's coming up with excuses. And God tells him, oh, here's who I am. I am is, is the name that he gave him. My name is I am. And this represents the God who always was and who, who was, is, and who always will be, the one who exists from within himself. And so God's filling in the gaps of Moses' misunderstanding. And guess what? In verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 1, but Moses protested again. And he says, what, what if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? And so, and so he claims these, these lack of credentials. Like, it's, it, is it starting to sound like us yet? Where we just come up with excuses to be used by God. You know, we'll come up with excuses all the time for not stepping into God's plan for our lives. And, and we look at people like Moses in the story. We're like, man, what an idiot, right? What a dummy. But, but we do this, don't we? And just when we think Moses might be done in chapter 4, verse 10, but Moses pleaded with the Lord, oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I've, I've never have been, uh, I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. So then he's like, whoa, 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 I don't have the gifts. I don't have the ability. I don't have the skill set. And, and as if that's a valid reason to ignore God talking to you through a burning bush, right? And so he's protesting, he's pleading, he's wrestling with God. And then in verse 13, in desperation, check this out, guys. He gives this last-ditch effort. He's, but Moses again pleaded, Lord, please send anyone else. At least we can say this about Moses, is that he was honest, right? He pled with God to find someone else. And, and truthfully, this angered God, okay? This is actually angered God. God said, look, get your brother, Aaron. He's going to be your spokesperson. And, and <clears throat> that was five times that Moses went back at God um, after God had called him uh, to, to free his people. And, 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 and all the circumstances around Moses' life were screaming, go. Like a burning bush. <laughs> like, like God speaking to Moses the voice of God, like God literally responding uh, to his protest and his pleadings and like all the circumstances around Moses' life, like his family and, and his brother he probably hadn't seen in decades comes to see him and it all fell right in line with God's call. And eventually Moses says, yes, I'll go. And he steps into God's plan and God's purpose uh, for his life. Now, now, so Moses, check this, Moses goes to Pharaoh, he goes travels to Egypt, goes to Pharaoh, and he, may, um, he actually makes matters worse, you know, for the Hebrew people. And so uh, <clears throat> check this, Exodus 5.22. It says, Mo after he already stepped into God's purpose, right? After he said yes, he goes back to God. Then Moses went back to the Lord and protested, why have you brought all this trouble on your own people, Lord? Why did you send me? So he was still second-guessing after the big wrestle, right? And God's, God's still saying, I got this, Moses. But see, from Moses' perspective, things weren't going like he wanted, like he had hoped, like he had planned. And so we see in Exodus 6, 12, but Lord, Moses objected, my own people won't listen to me anymore. How can I expect Pharaoh to listen? I'm such a clumsy speaker. Then we see just a few verses later, he basically echoes himself in Exodus 6, 30. But Moses argued with the Lord saying, I can't do it. 
I'm such a clumsy speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen to me? Now, you probably know the rest of the story, or at least the Cliff Notes version, right? That God ends up working mightily through Moses in, in incredible ways, and, and God frees his people. Not because of Moses, but in spite of Moses, and, and this exodus of God's people uh, coming up out of Egypt is probably the most defining moment for God's people in, in their history that helped shape them. Now, I love this real and this raw uh, look at Moses wrestling with God uh, because I think it, it, it resonates with people like us. Moses is wrestling with his purpose. Now, I wonder if, when Moses was in Midian, where he, where he fled to, I wonder if he was content there. I mean, he, start, he settled, he started a family, he had a hustle working for his father-in-law, so he, maybe he wasn't that content, right? Was his mind always wandering back to his Egypt days? Was his mind uh, wandering back to his family that he left behind and his people that he left behind? But see, God called Moses to a purpose so much bigger than what he wanted or what he expected, or what he felt equipped for. So even though Moses wrestles with God, uh, like back and forth, back and forth, God doesn't take no for an answer in this situation. And so Moses, eventually, he steps in, he, free, he steps in to, to step into his calling he, to free and lead God's people. And here's what's crazy. And when you look in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11 uh, gives us a summary of a lot of what we call the heroes of the faith. And it's like some people call it the hall of fame of faith, right? And, and more of this chapter is dedicated to Moses than, than any other biblical hero. Now check this out in Hebrews 11, verse 24. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great reward. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger, but he kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorpost so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. And so we see this multiple times about Moses. It was by faith. It was by faith. It was by faith. Moses is a hero of the faith. But when we see his wrestling, it may not look like faith to us, does it? But we know that Moses ultimately said yes, and he went. He struggled, he questioned, he wrestled, but he went. Now, I resonate with the story because this was a, a, as I look back at my life, and as I look back at my ministry with Christ Fellowship, <clears throat> this was me to an extent. Like so many times, like I could come up with an excuse like the best of them, Right? So much questioning and so much doubting um, and so much saying, God, anyone else but me. And now I kind of came into this preaching thing kicking and screaming. Some of you guys know that about me, but I don't know if I've shared this with many people. When our church was launching, I was still doing construction full time. And I remember this phone conversation I had with a friend who was in ministry who was kind of in a transition period. And I tried my best to talk him in to come in and lead Christ Fellowship. And that, why? All the same reasons as Moses. Like, what if? I'm not good enough. 
what if I'm not the preacher? I'm not the preacher type, you know. Uh, uh, it, that was me wrestling with God, and that was that was me. And 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 here's what I want you to know today. All right, ever if you're a kid, if you're if you're an adult, that God wants to use you to bless the people around you. I believe that with all my heart, that God wants to use you to bless the people around you. And if you're a kid, it doesn't matter how young you are, that God can use you to impact this world uh, just as much as any of us. Now, when I read this back and forth with, with Moses wrestling with God, I can't help but to see me, and I can't help but to think that you've been there or maybe you are there. We wrestle with God's will, God's plan, God's purpose. Now, God probably hasn't showed up in a burning bush, okay? Or it probably hasn't spoken audibly to you, but we see that, uh, that God speaks in a few main ways. One of them, God speaks through his word, the scriptures. This is why we're always saying you need to be engaging with God's word daily. You need to be consuming it. It's, uh, without it, we're just floating around in life without a purpose. And uh, we're not grabbing a hold of what God has given us and shown us, revealed to us. And, and if you want to know God's purpose you, you, for your life, you have to engage with his word. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. It's one of the reasons why we're in this season of Core 52 we've been doing as a church. And if you have been engaging with that, a few weeks ago we did um, the chapter on knowing God's will. And in that, Mark Moore, the author, he writes this, if we do God's will that we do know, we can then discover his will for what we don't yet know. And so God wants us to continually engage with him through his word. Do the things that we know, and then God's going to reveal and give you clarity for the things you don't yet know. Step by step, God reveals. So with his word, right? The, another way that God reveals his plan, his purpose to us is through his spirit, his Holy Spirit, that he speaks to us, reveals to us his plan through his spirit. It will never be contrary to what's in his word, and often, it's only when we are walking in step with the Spirit will we know and will we sense uh, where He's leading us. Another thing I think we often discount is other people. God can speak through other godly people in your life if you'll surround yourself with them, if you'll let them speak into your life. And then the last thing I want to mention today is God will also use your, your personal makeup. Like he'll use your, um, God has given you a unique set of gifts and talents and resources and circles of influence and passions and concerns. Again, it will never be contrary to his word. So we have to start there, right? We have to be rooted there. And oftentimes, um, oftentimes God will use uh, where our passions and where our abilities, where they intersect. And that might be the sweet spot of where God will use you if you let him. But it will always, it will almost always push you and stretch you beyond where you feel okay with. So I want to close with this today, all right, church? Do you know God's purpose for your life? And if you're a lion, you know, uh, do, same, do you know God's purpose for your life? That's a question that we need to wrestle with. Uh, it's a question that you need to go back and forth with God with. Do you know what he wants from you? Do you know how he wants you uh, to use you to bless others around you? Maybe you've had something in your heart for years. And you just throw an excuse after excuse 
after protest, after plead, uh, uh, just trying to run from it. And if you don't, if you don't know God's purpose for your life, I'm inviting you today to wrestle. Wrestle with God. Get into his word. Take it to God. Pray, pray to him. Ask him for clarity. And you need to be praying. You need to be in conversation with other godly people. Um, you need uh, other people to help see God's purpose in your life. And if you're younger in here today, then I want you to know this too, that God has a purpose for your life. Like to know him to, uh, uh, through Jesus, to, to make a difference in this world. You need to know that and you need to hear that because God wants to use you as well. Because I know if it's up to me, I'm going to make excuses. I'm going to argue. I'm going to run. But God wants to use us to bless other people. And so the invitation today, guys, is an invitation to wrestle with God. It's also an invitation to lose, okay? Because you're wrestling with God. But maybe more than anything, it's an invitation to trust that God knows what he's doing. So what step do you need to take? What's the purpose? This isn't just algebra or geometry. Man, this is God's call on your life.